everyone. Welcome back to the Cook Collective Podcast. I'm Adam Cook. I'm Brandon Cook. What's up, Brandon? Hey, how are you doing? I'm doing good, man. Good. I'm doing really Glad good. Glad to be with you here again in your beautiful studio in downtown Los Angeles. Thank you. I love this place. You know, we haven't been using it much except for podcasting, but it's a gym. You know, it's yeah. a, uh, it's, it feels like very new New York in here. You know, that is the thing I do love about downtown LA is, you know, we're looking out, out the windows and the architecture back in the day. Like people, I feel like took so much pride in making buildings art. They cared. Yeah, they cared. The decor of it, the carvings of it. The like, car, yeah. And that's why these buildings still stand today with the beauty that they show. Yeah, we're, we're in the fashion district and we're close to the Eastern building. I, I love the Eastern yeah. building. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I would love to see that an apartment or the flat up top that that Johnny Depp used to live in. Oh, is that where he used to live? Yeah, oh, it sold for like seven million oh or something. <laughs> yeah, pretty incredible. That's an iconic building, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, you know, it, last episode we started diving into ayahuasca, our ayahuasca experiences, and how ayahuasca has shaped us. And something I realized I didn't share, I'd love to share, is how I ended up coming to ayahuasca, and really, it's thanks to you that you know for. Um, after coming back from your first ayahuasca experience and sharing with me what you went through, how the, you've like felt like this new person, it started getting me really intrigued, but there was a lot of fear. Yeah. Because you would ask me probably before, between then and when we actually sat together for my first time, I don't know, at least a year, maybe more, of me going, nah. nah, nah yeah, nah. I was already about at least 10 ceremonies deep before... You had started to go, I think. Yeah, because for me, I think there was just so much fear and resistance due to at that time in my life, I was much younger and had some, you know, heavy acid or mushroom experiences that made me kind of already nervous about diving too heavy into the psychedelic realm where I knew that was the like, oh boy, that's, that's the big leaks. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I was, <clears throat> was nervous. And what it took for me to get there is we would get together every year, me and you and our families in the Sierras and uh, my partner at the time was driving up with you and you guys were talking about ayahuasca and uh, telling her about your journey through it and you offered to bring us to a ceremony. So she came to me and said, hey, Adam told me about this, I want to do it. And that was at the moment we're going, well, you know, my, my girlfriend's doing it, I want to be there to support her and okay, I'm going to do it. And that was the moment I said yes. And immediately felt the nerves starting to come up because I think once we said yes, it was about two months until we did it. So I knew the next yeah. month I had to go on dieta. And, you know, it's, it's such an interesting journey once you say yes. It's the start of the ceremony yeah. to me in a way. Once you say yes, the ceremony starts. And your palms start sweating immediately. Yeah, you're like, oh, okay, okay. Like, because <laughs> you don't know. And I think if you go into it your first time with absolutely no reservation or fear, maybe there's a little bit of neuroses or something causing you to like not have fear at all because <laughs> you should have some nerves it is yeah. it's a big thing yeah it's a big thing you're diving into the unknown you're taking you're plunging into the deep end for the absolutely first time. and you know f for me starting the dieta brought up a lot for me of just the cravings i had and the things I had a really hard time giving up for me were carbs and sugar yeah i had already given up caffeine I think that prior spring and it was super because we did, we sat in December and it was so powerful for me because someone told me, Hey, you should try giving up caffeine. It takes two weeks for it to get out of your system and you start dreaming again and you'll have more consistent energy. It took a while to get out of my system, but then it was good. But realizing the cravings, like my body was so addicted to, you know, eating breads and sugar that when I didn't have it, 
I was like, that's all I could think about. And that's, that's powerful in itself of you going, all I'm focusing on now is how bad I want some sugar, some chocolate, something yeah. that that's all I can focus on today. That's not good. You gotta, yeah. Well, once you start to, once you start to get hooked on that stuff, you gotta feed the candida, man. Yeah, the little can. I, no, I still have it in me because I still have a sugar problem. Not as bad as it was. I have, I have sugar I problem right it. now. Oh my god, I love it. But. Um, but once we finally arrived there, the first time we sat, I think it was in Malibu. Yeah, well, it was actually supposed to be in San Diego County, and a fire moved oh, it. That's right. I yeah. think if, no, it was supposed to be in Ojai. It was supposed to be in Ojai. It was supposed to be in Ojai. Ojai was on fire around Ventura, and then it was moved down to San Diego, and then another fire moved it, and that was my birthday. That was my fortieth birthday. That's right. And that was my fortieth birthday. And we're like, oh, this is not going to happen. This is not. And then all of a sudden they found this, I don't know if it was an Airbnb or what it was, but it was this beautiful home in Malibu very last Canyon. Minute. Beautiful. You yeah. Know? And uh, we had this amazing Canyon. It had a, it had a p- piano in it. Remember, remember uh, yeah. what, what's her face played the piano? Yeah, it was beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was kind of like meant to happen. Yeah. You know? And you know, so for me, there was already a lot of nerves of, okay, you know, it keeps moving, it keeps moving. Okay, it's at this place, I'm walking in. I don't know how these things go. Everyone seems nice, but then I just remember the nerves before sitting. And I'm glad we sat together the first time because I felt like, you know, you're definitely in so many aspects of my life, like big brother kind of energy for me where I'm like, okay. You kind of like tap me on shoulder, like, okay, let's go get a drink. You know, <laughs> let's, let's go get a cup. And it's one of those, I guess looking back, is you're at the moment of taking the leap. And you're nervous because you know your life's going to change. Yeah. And I didn't know how. I just trusted it was going to be for the better. I hadn't heard of an experience of someone taking ayahuasca and not having a better outcome from That's it. Cool. You know, personally, of long-lasting anyway. You know, people have had gnarly experiences on it. But yeah. a long-lasting effect that didn't change their life for the better. Yeah, the only bad ones I've really... It, exp- not well, heard of people re- reporting are they don't report on it. You know, and I feel like those people had some shit come up that they just don't want to talk about. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I feel like that's what the case. We were ending the last episode with of maybe rushing into it, finding somebody that probably shouldn't be facilitating. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean people that have been in ceremony with me, oh, like friends and gotcha, stuff, gotcha. Or, or different. You know, I don't really know. I mean, I've I've heard of her, some horrific stories of people doing. Uh, I've I've heard of people doing you know, ceremonies with like 40 people all piled up on top of each other <laughs> sitting wherever they want in like one little bathroom and just, yeah, bad. I've heard of that in New York because you got to do what you got to do there. There's not a whole lot of space. And a lot of times ceremonies can get that way. I might wait. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> me personally, I may. I, I like space, but yeah. maybe that's something for me to, to work on. I don't know. <laughs> you know, um, but for me, the nerves that came up became such an important lesson leaving that ceremony of realizing the nerves was could be viewed as ego it could be viewed as fear of the unknown fear of change knowing that my life was going to change had a huge confidence it was going to be for the better but the fear of that change anyway and you know i think a lot of that can come look at re- as resistance, why you, someone may know that they need to start exercising. They need to, there's a book they want to write, but they put up resistance into actually taking the steps towards doing it. Yeah. 
is the fear maybe of failure, the fear of that it is not going to go well, but the important part is just to go do it. Because how many times do we hear all those sayings of, you know, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take and all those, and it's all true. Yeah. What's going to be the harm that's going to come from it? You're going to have experience that's going to shape you for the better. And that's what inevitably, inevitably became for me and then translated to all experiences in my life that I had from there on out of, oh, I might have some fear over trying this because, you know, maybe I'm not ready for that yet, but I now have the confidence to say yes because even if I fail, I know it's going to be a fantastic experience for me to grow from. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, you know, that's, was I, that's my second night was all about overcoming fear. Yeah. You know, and it was like my, my second night ever, you know, and I, thinking about, I was just thinking about a quick note that night with you, the first night, um, I had had a couple ceremonies before that, that were, you know, it was almost like, you know what you need to do, mm-hmm. you know, almost like, why, why are you back here again? Yeah. And, uh, you know, so I kind of went on a, a whole trip where I was like, okay, this is what I'm, you know, I know what I need to do. But then Kat and I started dating and we went to the ceremony together. It was my birthday and we had actually done a Bufo ceremony before we went to that that first day. That's right, yeah. Yeah, it was amazing, uh, which we'll talk about in, a, in another episode. But uh, so one of the, my big takeaways from that ceremony was that it was like I had always had these issues coming out of ceremony, like just being down on myself for not doing the work properly and not mm. really like getting it done. And I came out of that one with just this amazing feeling of like, like, hey, you've built your house. Mm. You know, you built the foundation, the house is up, you painted it, thing looks good. Now it's time to grow your garden. Yeah. You know, and that felt so good. It felt so good to be like, oh my God, I'm finally like, I like, the, the medicine believes that I'm there. I believe that I'm there. This is, this is great. And it was like such a, such a beautiful point because obviously Kat and I went on to have a child and start a life together. It was great. So I don't know. I just thought I'd throw throw that in. Yeah. And I loved that because it was such a family feel. It was. Especially for me for that first ceremony was so important because that ceremony for me was all surrounding family. Uh You know, I remember that next morning, uh, one of our our became you know a good friend and an incredible vegan chef made a, a dieta friendly cake for your birthday. That's and right. And the next morning after the ceremony, we're all coming to and we'd sing happy birthday to you. And it was that was great. amazing. Was yeah, like for, first thing in the morning. I actually have that video somewhere. Yeah, so. I just saw it the other day and it made me think of that and how because I'm all shook up. Like, what did I just experience last night? And the th- being able to eat a birthday cake and sing happy birthday to you was that. Like you're saying last episode about hearing rock and roll, classic rock at the end of the ceremony. Yeah. Like, oh, this is familiar. Okay, I'm back. This is this a ground. Is, this is real life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> back to reality. Yeah. This is cool. So, um, so my my second night ever sitting with the medicine. Uh, I'm still I'm I'm in Mexico on my first three three day ceremony. And uh, I woke up that morning after that ego bashing that I took the first night. I woke up just like, what the fuck happened, right? I was just like, oh, it was like, okay, I just 
went through something really gnarly. I'm not who I thought I was. I am all these preconceived notions I had of myself are not real. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm like, what the fuck? I didn't even, I didn't even talk to anybody. I was just, like, I, I had a couple of people ask like, how, how, how was your night? I just like looked at them like rough, you know? <laughs> and if it was just that first night, I would have probably never done it again. Mm. <clears throat> it was, it was, it was hard, but you know, they kept telling me, don't worry, tonight's going to be better. I was mm. like, okay. So I think I actually went for a run that day because we're, we're in Mexico and we just had all this time. And I went for a short run, sweated a little bit, came back, felt better, ate just, you know, eating vegan food pretty much. And, uh, and then, uh, you know, the, we, we go into the second night and the facilitator offers, offers us Bufo. Hmm. I'm like, what, what's that? He's like, oh, it's the medicine from the, from the frog. He's like, he's like, it'll help op- open you, you up. Can you take a moment and just, you know, briefly, for those people who aren't familiar with what Bufo is, what is, what is Bufo? So Bufo Alvarez, I believe that's how you say it, Al- yeah, I think so. Alvarez, yeah. is a toad from the Sonoran Desert. And it has a secretion from its skin that I believe is probably a, po- I guess it's like a poison. Probably it's some kind of, it's a secretion. I don't know if it's actually it's not, what a poison no, it's not quite like Is it poisonous to, to animals? Uh, no? I, think so. I think it's just the secretion so. that comes from it's it. just a secretion. Like, yeah. So what they do is uh, they get the secretion from this frog. I believe they either, they, they let them jump around on, on a piece of glass and they take the, the toad off the glass and they let the, the secretion dry, they scrape it up and you smoke it and it sends you to a dimension that you never knew exists. I mean, it's wild. But, and uh, yeah, we're going to do a whole episode on Bufo. It it deserves its own thing. So, but this particular Bufo that this guy had wasn't that strong. Mm. It was more, and I don't know if I didn't smoke enough of it, but it was more dream state-ish. Mm-hmm. And I was more like, oh, it was like a really heavy meditation and everything looked kind of white with my eyes closed, like, like I was in that a cloud. That was the first time I did it. It was very light compared to the like, later times I did it. Yeah, it's like I was in a, in a cloud. I was like, that was cool. But he, he asked everybody else and they were like, oh, no, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm like, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> Me. <laughs> I volunteer. I'll go. Pass that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Some of that good shit, I'll take it. After I just went through a first night of why do I need more? Right? <laughs> the first thing next day, oh, what Second are you night, offering? I'll take it. Oh, you're offering more? I'll take more. So, <laughs> yeah, what do you got? I'll take it. Yeah, cool. What else you got in that bag over there? <laughs> got some more toads in there or something? Yeah. So, um, I smoke it. It wasn't, didn't knock my socks off, but it was like real, real dream state ish. But I think what it did is I think it opened me up, you know? And uh, so, and I've, this is debatable. Not a lot of people approve of it. There's not, you know, I've, I've smoked Bufo before ayahuasca a few times and it was really good. So, but not a lot of people approve of it. So if it's some, don't, try this on your own if you're doing it with someone that's experienced with it okay but anyway so i uh go into the sec- second night and i'm just like oh god 
okay, let's hope this is better, you know, because night one with that ego bashing was just, I still had bumps and bruises from it. Yeah. I'm, still, I'm still bleeding pretty much, yeah, bandages, yeah. right? And, uh, you know, we, we uh, drink the second night and it kicks in within like 15 minutes. Because mm-hmm. the thing about ayahuasca is once it's in your system, it's in your system. So the second night and third night are much stronger because the medicine is already in you. Yeah. So my second night kicks in. the the vision the the visions were beautiful. I mean, just these like these uh, you know geometric patterns and just I'm just finally like, oh, this is what they're talking about. Oh my god, like what <laughs> is all of this? Yeah. Right. And uh, and then and then I look up and almost like a shrine I, appears my my mother. Mm. And it's like this beautiful cylinder shape with her face at the top and just kind of glowing with these gradients, like beautiful gradients that that from a, de- a designer standpoint or artist standpoint, the gradients that you see in ayahuasca can't be matched. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're just impossible to, to make hum- humanly, right? So these beautiful colors and my I'm looking at my mom's face and she just looks so beautiful and she looks so perfect and she looks like she's happy but she looks sad you know she just has this look of you know and I'm looking at at her and I'm just like oh my god it's like I'm like why why am I looking at at my my mother you know and it started to show me that she is sad and then I look up for some reason I look up to the right and my I just want everyone to know also you, your eyes are closed. You know, this is not looking, I'm not looking at the room. Like my, my eyes are closed, but you move your head around like you're in a room, but your eyes are closed. <clears throat> so I turn to the right and I look up and my great grandfather is floating in this like darkness. Hmm. And I look at him and I'm like, holy shit. And he's floating in like this, I see it's like a purgatory, like he's not coming back from there mm-hmm. kind of thing. And, and this, my great-grandfather mo- molested my mother from when she was two until she was nine years old. Mm-hmm. And uh, she lived with, with him. And the abuse that she suffered from him is just a... Horrific! It destroyed my my family. After he died, when he when I was about twelve or thirteen, it was when they got bad into drugs and stuff. She got bad into drugs. So, uh, I all of a sudden could see where and why, and I knew it, but where and why my mother has so much pain, and why I have such a have had such a hard time with my mother, and that I need to have compassion for her because because she's in pain, you know, and and this just immediately made me cry, and I'm just like, oh my god, mom, I'm sorry, like I love you, you know, I I'm so sorry, like I don't want to take back anything I've ever done that's shitty, you know, and I, not that I did a lot of shitty things to my mom, but I need to be more in your life. You know, and to me, that was shitty for not being in her life enough or trying to be or whatever that case was, you know, 
she a lot of times felt like she wasn't there enough and she let me down so she wouldn't be around because she would be worried that <clears throat> she'd already caused enough harm or something, right? So after I am sitting with my mother and seeing my grandfather, that's when the purging starts. That was my first purge. And I just start purging and going and and going and going. And then I'm just going through all this shit with my mom and why, you know, why I'm so broken and why I have a problem with women and why I, you know, don't treat, you know, myself well or why I haven't treated women well in the past. And then I go into the, the, the bathroom because I feel the purge coming from the back back end now. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh fuck, like here, here it comes. So I run to the bathroom, <clears throat> I run, I walk to the bathroom and I'm in super deep in, in this. And I go to the bathroom and I sit on the toilet and I, it's a little TMI, the toilet part, but I had this experience in the bathroom. I'm having such a hard time and I'm going through all this really dark shit and I'm purging out of both ends. I have, I have a basket between my legs and I'm shitting and I get a break and I stop and I have my hands like, like on my knees and, and, and on my head like this. And I'm like holding my hair and pulling my hair and touching my, my like head. And all of a sudden, like, I'm just like, I'm like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Like, this is fucking fucked. Like this, all this shit's coming up is fucked. All of a sudden, like, I wasn't controlling my hands and my hands were like caressing my, my head. And like, mother, Aya was telling me like, don't worry, it's going to be okay. Yeah. Like, you, it, it's going to be okay. And it was like, and I kind of like came to and I like pulled my hands and I'm like, oh, fuck. Like I was just not, it was kind of like out, out of body, right? Mm -hmm. And I kind of like pulled my hands down. I was just like, oh God, I was like, okay, okay, all right. And I kind of just sat back and I was like, all right, this is, this is, this is going to be okay. Like this is going to be all right. And I finished up on the toilet and I came back out and I was like, sat up like this and was just like, oh man, okay, like that's, that's what it is. That's where a lot of this comes from, you know, from yeah. that motherfucker up there in purgatory caused all this, all this shit, you know, it all stems from him. It, a lot of it stems from, from him and mm -hmm. his abuse. And, um, you know, it, it's just to touch on that for a second, the people out there, if, if you're fucking abusing somebody, that shit goes on for generations. And if somebody abused you and you're not taking care of it, you're passing it on to generations. They say you carry seven generations. Just know it. With you. I know there's someone out there that's going to listen to this someday that has abused somebody. Whether physically, mentally, a child, a woman. I'm talking to men mostly right now. Women too, actually. You're causing harm beyond your anything you can imagine so fucking stop yeah you know stop because it's fucked and you ruin people's lives you know so i come out of this and i'm i come out of the bathroom and i go into the the live, live, living room and and i and i sit down and, and i'm like fuck man like this is fucking 
this is crazy. Like I see it, you know, I, I see it. Like I'm, I'm this, I'm part of this. This is in me. Like what he did to her is in me. And now I'm here and I'm dealing with it, but it's okay because now I know what it is. And now I know what I have to deal with. Yeah. And, uh, and I feel like that was like one of the most pivotal moments. And then I, I sit back and mother Aya appears to me and she, she appears in this, like, I actually have a, a drawing of it. It was this beautiful, like symmetrical. And she was on top and she, she had these eyes that went out like this, like she had this real small nose and, and mouth. And she was just like this light being creature or light being, you know, like energy. It was just like, wow. And she sat there with me for like the rest of the night until my, until my owl visions came, came in, but she sat there with me for a couple hours mm. and while I went through all of the shit and really kind of like just helped me through it. She walked me through it. Yeah. You know, as the only experience I ever had where she came out, <clears throat> where she came out and like sat with me and, uh, but I got, I believe I may have purged some, some more, uh, two, two or three, three times more. And, uh, you know, it, it, I had this new sense of relief. I had this sense of like, okay, fuck. Now we know for sure, you know, I had an idea, but like, like this is your mother. You know, this is, this is family. This is, she is in 10 times the pain that your selfish ass is in, you know, like what happened to you? What happened to family? It's not her fault. She just didn't know how to deal with it. Yeah. She didn't know how to deal with, with this pain. She didn't know how to deal with, with, with her grandfather having sex with her from when she was two till she was nine. Yeah. How the fuck is anyone supposed to get around that? How do you process that? that? How, do you pro how do you live with that? Yeah. And then when she died, or when he died, she came out and told some of the family, and they, they fucking turned on her. They called her a liar. How could you talk about him like that? How could you say those things? When it even happened to some of them. Yeah. So my mom just went into this fucking hole, dude. She went deep into this depression. She didn't come out of her room sometimes for days. My mom got so bad at one point, she didn't recognize me when I walked into her room. She didn't know who I was. She was losing her mind. And she's, she's doing speed. She's working every day. She kept, she kept her job somehow. But she's such a strong woman. Yeah. You know, she's, she's able to just make it through that. And then you know, her not treating her issues, her not treating this trauma, you know, finally got treated in the form of drugs. Yeah. You know, and that's what's going to happen to anyone. And that's... It's an escape then. Yeah, and that's why I'm moment. here. That's yeah. why I'm doing this. Because this can, can get people through the most horrific shit. You know, she, she just got off of an, antidepressants for the first time in 30 years from microdosing psilocybin. It's beautiful. I got her microdosing psilocybin about a year ago, and within four months, she was off. Man. 
The yeah. doctor's like, you just quit? She's like, yeah, because I'm fine now. Because I take this every morning. I take a little pinch of these mushrooms every morning, and I don't need it anymore. And now she's doing great. So yeah. I'm looking forward to getting her into the ice ceremony. So. Yeah. Yeah. Which is going to be great. Think of what a gift it is you're talking about that you have this realization because this is where it stops with you. You can heal, help your mother heal. You can heal your future generations. Yeah. And that's the important part of this work, like you just said. Like, once you have that realization, you can only have compassion for the things that you may have been bitter at your mother about. This is love and compassion and drive to make your future <clears throat> generations of your family better. Yeah, I mean, I was I was taking it personal. Yeah. How do you not though? Cuz you don't know till you know. Yeah, you don't know until you know and it's like, well you you sent me to live with my dad. You you my you and my dad didn't work out when I was 4. And why did we why did this happen? Why did that happen? And she was such a good mother though until the drugs came in. And then it was like and then she's she's a great mother again now. She's the best grandmother ever. She loves yeah. Sebi to death. Yeah. Like yeah. like she will step in front of a bus for that kid in one second. Yeah. Not even thinking about it. So, you know, I I go, I, you know, I kind of go into it and just kind of start coming out of it and kind of just, and then I, that's when I started seeing my heavy owl visions, mm -hmm. my, my, my like totem animal, you know, spirit mm -hmm. animal and, and just kind of sitting with this, these powerful, like, you know, this wisdom. And it's and just sitting in front of me and really starting to think about like, you know, how I can be a better person, how I can, <clears throat> how I can take what I've just seen and grow from it, and how I can start to become, you know, this person that I'm supposed to be, free of my mother's trauma and free of my own trauma. Yeah. You know, and, and it's it's been a. Uh, I'm really happy that I'm doing this and talking about this right now because you forget about it. Yeah, you you forget as time goes. You forget these experiences because you you get busy and life happens and stuff. And, and I need to always be brought back to the point or to brought back to love, mm -hmm. you know. And that's why I you know follow the readings and you know of people like Ram, Ram Das and why I'm always seeking you know. The, reading books like auto, autobiography of a, of a yogi, <clears throat> things like this are, are reminders of we're just here to love. Yeah. That's it. If, if you're doing something and it's not out of love, why are you doing it? Mm. What's the point? You know? I mean, it, it's like, it's, it's, it's really just about we... And, and I think having a child also really has deepened this feeling because now I know like that was a bigger purpose for, for me was to create him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and really give him the life that he deserves. Yeah. You know? And, and that, that, that I don't have to carry my bullshit over into him. That's one reason I, I quit fucking drinking. I don't want him to have an alcoholic dad. I don't want him to grow up in a in a in a lifestyle of getting fucking hammered because that's what you do. You fucking get <laughs> fucking hammered. You got a fucking problem? Have a beer, boy. <laughs> fucking drink it off. Go to Sounds work. Sounds like you still walk at the end of the Just night. Just fucking work harder. You know, it's like, dude, like it's okay for us to be open. It's okay for men to cry. It's okay for men to fucking not know everything. Yeah. <laughs> 
and be and say I don't know everything. Yes. I don't know. Positive masculinity. It's like it's okay for us to be masculine and it's okay for us to embrace feminine. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's that's what it's all about because in the end we're just a soul. We're a soul that's that's going to move on to something else. You know, we are a soul that's been moved on from something else. We don't know what mm-hmm. exactly. You could have been a dolphin in your yeah. past life. You could have been a rock. Yeah. I don't fucking know. But we are we are just all one. Yeah. You know, and 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 I I really like going back to this experience with my with my mother's trauma. You know, there she had a really unfortunate experience with a really bad person that who he was probably abused to shit also. Yeah. You know, he had another family in Mexico, like a whole other family. Like he would spend a few months down there and then come a few months up, up, up here. I think that was a pretty normal thing for Mexicans back, back in the day, like, like Mexican men. Like the the machismo thing, like they would have a family in Mexico that they took care of there, and they would have one here, and and that was my great grandfather, yeah. You know? So, uh, but that was that was the biggest, that was like the biggest take takeaway, and and my second night was was I got there, you know. To it was like first night, ego beat to shit. And it opened me up. The second night was like, here's what really matters. Here's why. They, here's your answer to yeah. what's going on. You know, you wanted answers. Here it is. And towards the end of the night, I was just like, oh my god, that was amazing. It was like I, it was like I got a really good wave, but it was scary as fuck. <laughs> and then after the wave, I got pounded, but I made it to shore and I'm just sitting at shore going, oh my God, I made it. That was yeah. awesome. You know? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, <clears throat> it's, uh, it's, it's something that I would still be battling right now if I never went through that. But you'd be For unaware sure. of it. For sure. I would, you wouldn't be conscious of that, of everything you just explained leading to the ailments that you have. Yeah. The way that you view things in a certain way that you don't like and you may not even be aware that you don't like these aspects. Yeah. Of your life without that experience you had. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's uh, you know, it. There were uh, some other things in that that night. You know, like that same girl kept laughing. <laughs> she was in hysterics, like like in hysterics, laughing, like yeah. she was watching like an old Ed, Eddie Murphy movie or something, right? <laughs> Just dying laughing. Yeah, and. You know, like the first time you you, you saw old school or something, right? <laughs> and 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 even her her uh, friend, this guy she was with, he goes, "What the fuck is so funny?" Like out of out of nowhere, right? <laughs> I was I was I was kind of like, yeah. <laughs> what, what is so funny? What, what he said. Yeah. <laughs> and then like towards the end of my sec- second night, I was like, well, she's just having a good time, you know. I guess that's cool. Yeah. You know? Okay. But. Um, it was, it was teaching me patience. Yeah. And there's nothing like hearing something that you hadn't heard until that moment in an annoying way to just keep drilling into you, to poke at that aspect of you that's just going to keep pissing you off yep. until you learn 
to accept it. You don't get over it. You either just accept it or you keep fighting it. Yeah, for sure. You know, like, are are you going to accept that it's hot out or are you just going to fight it? <laughs> oh, I guess so you could hot. fight it with, with air conditioning <laughs> yeah. now, but yeah, you yeah. can't just... It's so weird when pe- people will complain about weather all, all the time. I don't get it. Oh, this rain never clears up. Da, 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 da. Oh, so weather's pretty nice today, huh? It's hot as hell out. Oh, God, it's hot out today. God, it's hot. It's like, yeah, yeah dude, it's, it is. It's, it's, uh, it's weather today. It's hot for me, too. <laughs> and him, and him, and her. Right. <laughs> like, you just start freaking about, like, no, I think it's just hot for you, man. Yeah. I think everyone else is fine. No, dude, didn't even notice. <laughs> it's only 103 <laughs> <Yeah>. today. <laughs> Oh man, but yeah, so you know, the the uh I really you know, thanks for listening to, to Dude, that. Dude, I mean, honestly, <laughs> I was getting chills. Like I was just I I feel grateful to hear you account in that way. You know, I've heard this story before, but not in that kind of depth. And it is really inspiring for me in my own work to hear how passionate you get about that for your son and for your mom mm-hmm. and for yourself, for your family that's what it's about you're healing past you know generational trauma and you said you carry people will carry this with them you inflict that kind of pain and suffering on someone karmically it carries on for generations because it just keeps getting passed on like who knew what your great your grandfather went through and his grandfather went through and his grandfather went through but you have the choice to end it now and that's what you're doing and that's what's so inspiring to me you know i don't have a kid but when i do i know there's gonna be this moment where i'm going it's not about me anymore. It's now about how I can help this being be the best being you can, she can in this world and carry on better than I was given. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I think, uh, should we, should we just go in, in, into the third night now? Yeah. Kinda? Yeah. I, I, so I, I, um, <clears throat> so that night, in, ended well. The shaman act, or the f- facilitator actually uh, played played some uh, some of the first Tam Impala album. <laughs> I was all stoked. He, yeah. yeah, he like played Pink Pink, Pink Floyd too. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is rad. I was like, yeah. So then I, then I then I started kind of grooving and moving. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this is oh, fucking good. cool, man. Something this familiar. this this feels like party kind of like this yeah. is this is rad. It's a celebration. You know? Yeah, I, I was like celebrating. I was so happy. And then oh. so <clears throat> so we go into the uh, the the next morning, I woke up just on cloud nine, just cloud nine. Day three, I woke up. I'm so fucking pumped up, man. I'm like, woo, like goddamn, I feel light. Yeah, I'm like, woo, I feel just like like I'd been eating great for years or something that I just yeah. like and been in, like I was in tip tip top shape. Well, how much did that been weighing on you? Like I'm saying, losing weight in your brain. Yeah. How much weight had that been taken up in your mind? Right. I mean, just thick. Just crazy yeah. thick goop, you know. So I I get up in the morning. I I brought my surfboard. I went down to K thirty eight, checked out waves. The waves sucked, but I was like playing mute music all loud and driving my car. I was like, oh, this is so. I feel so good. I feel so good. I feel great. So we came back and had had some food, and I was all pumped up. And we got to go to night night three, and he offered Bufo again. And I was like, I was like, yeah, fuck, let's do it, you know. I smoked some bufo, and I lay down after the second hit, and I go back and I go into this like, I'm in this like, inside of a sphere, kind of thing. 
And this fear is so, it's wide and I'm inside of like a circle, like a ovalish cir- circle kind of thing. And I'm like, where, where am I? Like, what, why am I seeing this? Like, what, what the heck's up? And it, kind of, it, it showed me, it's like, this is the inside of your mind and it's clear. Hmm. Or this is the inside of your your conscious or your something like some yeah. part of my mind that was that was clear and I just start crying, hmm. I, like tears start rolling down down my face. I'm just like, oh my god! And I I come out of it and and we go into uh, we we go into the the next ceremony where we drink and I go into it pretty pretty heavy like right off the bat the visuals are just out of this world there's an artist that i follow his his name is you maeda it's y-u-m-a-e-d-a and he is a visionary artist from japan and his paintings really kind of connect with me because of the depth behind shapes and forms mm, and mm. stuff. Like you see these temples that form into other temples and other rooms and mazes and things. And it always starts off with like a beautiful show. Like here, like here's the show. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. You know, like here you go. And I'm coming into this thing just completely worn out from two, two, two days of just getting, you know, destroyed. And I and I and all of a sudden I'm like it comes out of the the geometric kind of wonderland place and I go to this place where I could see sky, and I could see the sky and I could see these like beautiful geometric pattern bird type of creatures. So they're the ones in the sky were like mi- migrating some mm. somewhere, and that look like imagine if there was like two bil- billboards as as wings, but mm. they had geometric patterns on them and and they were like swooping like like wings yeah and uh and um we i'm looking at these and and they're in this beautiful blue sky and i'm like wow where am i what is this and then and then i look down i'm i'm on the couch with the blanket and i like looked and i look down and there's these little like there's more birds and there's these little like like hummingbird type creatures that have like 10 wings on each side they're going yeah and they're coming up and they're kissing me and they're like what are you guys doing like they're like playing like they're being really playful and like fun and i'm looking down it and there's all these like i'm in these green gardens where there's it's like i'm almost in like this like uh, it just looked like like the Garden of Eden, like a, a utopia, right? Mm-hmm. And there was these, there was these pipelines going through these these gardens, and I'm like just looking around, like wow, this place is just this is the most beautiful place I've ever been to. This is like this is a like I'm 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 here, I'm there, yeah. right? And I'm like, what are you guys doing? These little birds kept coming up and kissing me. These bird type creatures, they're like. Whoosh! And I like I'm like, what are you guys doing? And I like grab the blanket and I lay down, and they kind of they all came up to like make me feel warm hmm. and caress me in a way and and they go they go you don't ever have to be afraid and like this is this is home hmm. you know they you, you 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 don't like don't ever be afraid ever again and i just started crying i just like had these tears of happiness and joy and i was like smiling like like fuck what like 
like death is beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, This yeah. is this is where I'm gonna go. I, yeah. like, there's no doubt about it there in my mind whatsoever. What's there to be afraid of? Where you're gonna go is beautiful. Yeah, where I'm gonna go is beautiful. You know, and I see where these stories from the from the the uh, Bible came from. Now you know the gardens, the heavens, like everything. Like it was there, and it, and it was it's just like at that moment. I had already overcome a lot of fear, but at that moment was when I really overcame fear, hmm. you know, in the sense of the biggest way. Little things still would hang on to me and I would be afraid to do certain things because of judgment or whatever. Yeah. But, yeah. but, you know, at that point I was like, wow, like once you overcome the fear of death, what are you scared of? And you know? so, because I've been curious about that too, of what exactly does that mean? You know, because everyone here is like, oh, I'm not afraid to die. Well, what what is the what aspect of dying is it that one has a fear over? Because I feel it's different for everyone, right? And like you probably have a much different fear now of death now that you have a son than you did then. Yeah. And then you probably had a much different fear of death than you did when you were fifteen. I well, that's not necessarily true. I'm not afraid of death right now. Mm-hmm. I'm a I'm I'm not gonna do something stupid to get myself killed. Yeah. But. If I die, that's fine. Yeah. You know, if, if I die, that's when I was supposed to, to, to die. Yeah. You know, I definitely don't ride my road bike on crowded streets like I did. Yeah. You know, I don't take chances like I used, used to on certain things. But also, too, I take bigger chances in other areas now that held, held me back. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's, it's cal- calculated risk always, yeah. you know. Well, yeah, I think you bring up such a good point of, you don't you don't do something to put your to test fate, yeah. To, you know, yeah. But once you release that fear, think of how free you are, yeah. Because you're not afraid of even if doing something that necessarily wouldn't cause you death, but may cause you ego death, failing, getting embarrassed. You're like, oh, it doesn't matter. You're all gonna die, yeah. But you you mean that in a positive <clears throat> way. You don't mean that in a cynical like, oh, it doesn't matter. We're all gonna die. Like you mean it like, it doesn't matter. I'm here on this life now, and then at one point I'll be gone. Might as well experience this now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The overcoming fear, you know, that's something that I think resonates with a lot of people because, you know, this medicine work is going to get you to to realize things, but to actually practice and put it into practice. Mm -hmm. Like, you're going to, if you're going to start riding bikes, you're going to, only get strong and you're going to only get fit the more you ride, mm-hmm. you know? So like, and that goes with anything. The, the more that you do it, the better you're going to get at it. One of the things that I see with a lot of people, and it, this used to be me, was getting used to loving people telling you no. Hmm. That's one that is hard for a lot of people mm-hmm. asking for money from mm-hmm. people to get paid, asking to, to things that people are uncomfortable with. A lot of people are uncomfortable around money, yeah. you know, and, and, and asking for it, even if they're owed it, you know, or asking for more of it if they think they deserve it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's, a, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of guys out there, or women also, that are afraid to step up to someone when, when they're single because they might tell them no. Yeah. That's a big one. Yeah. You know, there's there's a lot of 
there's, there's a lot of people that might want to start a business, that want to call someone that, that is an investor and pitch their idea to them, but they're afraid they're going to say no. Mm-hmm. You got to get used to it. It's that resistance one will put up, though, to try anything that you actually desire in life yeah. because of the fear of no. Yeah. And, see, and again, I think that does tie hand in hand with getting over the fear of death, the fear of, oh, the worst thing to say is no. What's the worst thing to happen? You go up to someone you find attractive, you say, hey, you introduce yourself and say whatever you're going to say, and they say, no, thank you. Oh, okay, cool. Move yeah. on. You say, hey, I have this idea, wondering if you want to invest in it. And they say, no, oh, okay, it's not for you. Cool. I'll, I'll find someone else. Find someone it doesn't else. mean that you're. That was idea. the one shot. There's no such thing to me as the one shot. Yeah, there's, there's, there's no, there's no end in one person. Yeah. You know, there's no, and 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 I feel like that's one of the biggest forms of fear that really is holding most people that I know and most people that I come, you know, that I've come in contact with through the uh, years. It's 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 hard because you have to set self aside and just do it like take take away self take away that person and just leave the pure sense of business for example right mm-hmm. so in business this i have an idea you have the means to make my idea work I'm going to ask you if you want to help me make my idea work. You don't think my idea is going to work for you? Cool. Next. I'm yep. going to find a guy who's got the means to make my idea work. That guy says no. Cool. Next. And the, find, the person that you find that's a good match, that's the one. You take, every, you take all the feelings out of it. You take all the, the, you know, the like, oh, well, that, that person's not going to work with me. It's like, you so know. you know what happens, I find, in this situation that you just posed of the, oh, they won't want to work with me. You're going to always be left wondering. Yeah. That to me is way worse. Way I learned worse. that from an early age of like falling in love when I was in Ireland and not doing anything about it. And then always being home and heartbroken, always wondering, what if? It's probably because you were drunk. Probably. Probably <laughs> 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 had something to do with that at the time. But, you know, it's the same can be applied to anything. You, you never took that shot. You never asked for that opportunity. You never swung you, at the pitch. Worse to always be wondering why yeah. or what if than the, oh, no, it didn't work out. Yeah. What's up, man? What's up, Justin? Um, but, yeah, it's, a, uh, it's, it's something that I think has it, definitely been my biggest takeaway from Ayahuasca is really overcoming fear, and I mean, I've I've been a salesman for you know a long time, and never had a problem talking to to girls, and I was kind of always that you know in our group of like buddies. I was when we we were younger, I was always that that one like yeah, Adam, go go and hit up those <laughs> those, those girls. <laughs> like, okay. Go talk to them. Go talk to them. Okay, oh dude, they don't they don't like us. Oh. I'll, Let's go, you know. Yeah. And like there was a few of my other buddies couldn't h- handle that at all, and it and I just know that's I I, th- I think that's one reason why I speak about it is because a lot of people are just it's it's the same mentality, and I think that if you don't learn how to because there's there's this idea of like I'm I'm not a salesperson, I'm yeah. just well I'm not I'm just like, I'm, re- I'm, I'm 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 just not yeah but you are because if you believe in yourself. You're the you're you're your best salesman. Yeah, like everything you were just talking about of the 
go talk to the random people. I'm terrible with that. Yeah. But I know that about myself. So I know my strength is just being reading the room and someone, I just happen to find myself in conversation with someone. And then know if, if it's a business sense, I know if it's something that I'm particular with, if it's something pertaining to music and the music business, then I know what I'm talking about and I can be confident about that. But I, if you ask me to go and be like, can you go door to door and sell this? I'll be like, I guarantee I'll probably sell zero. You could after doing it for a week. Yeah, maybe. But I'd have to be into it yeah. to actually do, be, do it. Well, that's, <laughs> the, that's, the, that's the whole thing. You know, it's like there's there's some people that can just sell anything for sure. Those are usually people you don't want to buy from. Sell ice to an Eskimo. Yeah, those, those are yeah. like like the used car salesman type. You know, like oh, you look good in this baby. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> uh, don't look at the odometer. I can see matter. the wind coming through your hair already. You know, with the top down. Look at that. It'll shine up. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. it's just a little scuff. Don't yeah. worry about it. <laughs> it. Looks like the alternator's missing. You don't need one of those. <laughs> It doesn't start. That's okay. It's okay. It's okay. We'll tow it, it to your house. <laughs> but, you know, so that's really the, the, I would say that's my, one of my biggest takeaways from all my ceremonies really is, is overcoming fear, you yeah. know, and, and overcoming that fear of the unknown and always just trying to dive straight into it. Well, for me, it was overcoming the fear of, just saying yes when the opportunity presents itself to you. I think about that all the time. If I wouldn't have taken you up on the offer, where would I be today? Because you kept telling me, man, I wish I just did this when I was younger. You should do it. You, yeah. know, you should think about this. Think about this and you're, you're going to come out a better person. And you're going, okay, well, nervous. And think about that. What if I never would have gotten into that? Yeah, right. I'd still be driving myself mad with my own personal bullshit. I know. I always think back. I not always, but I I tend to think like, man, I can't imagine if I would have done this in my my early twenties. Right. <laughs> like, whoa! Imagine where there wasn't be now. time yet. I I can't think like that. No, you can't because yeah. it wasn't time yet. Yeah, that was those all those experiences. I needed those. Yeah. You know, I really did because your karma. To live I that feel out. like yeah. If I didn't experience them then, maybe I would have experienced them late later in life and caused a shit ton more damage. Well, I think everyone need you know everyone's dealt some sort of shitty hand in life that's their karma to live out, to deal with. Some sort of insecurity. I think that too about physical attributes. You know, we live in LA, right? So everyone's always getting plastic surgery. And I, I really think that everyone has some aspect of themselves that they may be a little insecure about. Yeah. And that's there for a very specific reason, to be a tool for you to live your life out using that as a means of growth. Yeah. You know, so you think, oh, I'm not tall enough. I'm this, I'm a little too hefty, I'm a little too skinny. That's meant to be there for your growth and how you're going to interact with the world and what you're going to do in the world. Yeah, here's a, here's another one. You know, what about the fear of change and yeah. and the fear of self love and learning what that means? You know, it's a uh, it's really. It took me a while, like, oh, self-love. I love myself. Of course I love myself. Look at me. <laughs> I, I, I love me good. too. <laughs> I, I look good. <laughs> look at what I'm wearing Who today. I'm, love this? I'm put together, right? And, uh, but, you know, that going, okay, wait a minute. I'm going to actually take these steps to change. Mm -hmm. Because if I don't change, I'm okay. I'm fine here. I'm fine, yeah. yeah. But what could I be? Where could I be? And why am I holding myself back? It kind of goes back to ego. But 
there's a lot of fear around, you know, well, my friends aren't going to recognize me, you know? Yeah, but there's reasons why you know, friends, there's very few people I find that are there your whole entire life, and those are very near and dear friends. Yeah. You know, because people come in for certain aspects of your life, and they're meant to be there because they're meant for that time. And then they're maybe not the people that are always supposed to be there for the rest of your life. Yeah. There will be people that will be there. And those are the people that are meant to be there. Yeah. You know, I, I realize a, a weak spot for me is I hold on to a sense of nostalgia that can get dangerous. And nostalgia for, you know, I think it still goes for me back to a family thing of wanting this kind of warm family environment. So I'll try to recreate a nostalgic event, whether it's around the holidays or something. But that will eat into the fear of just, of change. Maybe I'm trying to recreate a Christmas experience instead of just going, that doesn't exist anymore. Let me just accept what's coming now and it will be good because it will be new, it'll be different, but it will be good. Yeah. Things will always be good. Change will always be inevitably for the good. It'll just be difficult because it's unknown. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, there's people that are creatures of rude, just the same routines. Yeah. You know, which is good, but... <clears throat> It's good to take yourself out of a routine and try something different. It gets dangerous when it becomes an identity, you know, even if that's a healthy routine. I am the person that wakes up at 6 a.m. every day and goes for a jog. Well, what happens if you don't? Is it such an identity that if you don't, you're just you just throws off. you completely off? Yeah. Then are, you're kind of a slave to it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's... Um, fear is basically what's running this world right now. <laughs> you, you don't say. I, I haven't checked Facebook today, so I, I forgot. You're not scared yet? <laughs> I'm not scared yet. I must be doing something wrong. <laughs> I'm not angry and I'm not scared. I must be doing something wrong today. <laughs> oh, pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pandemic life. <laughs> what would you say to me the other day? If you're not angry, you're not paying attention. Yeah. Right? You're not angry, you're not paying attention. You're part of the problem. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, well, know. I'm not angry, so I'm, I'm definitely part of the problem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, these problems, there's always going to be problems. Problems have always existed. There's always going to be problems. There's always going to be shit you don't like. And, in, and is, you know, thinking back to my first ceremony, when I got back the next day, I remember calling my dad and being like, you got to come do this. You know, and he's like, what is it? And he, he was really excited just to see, I think, hear my outlook on everything. Because I was like, man, it's not even that all of a sudden everything in my life is, is better and nothing ever wrong is going to happen again. I'm, like, I'm expecting things bad to happen, but I know how to process it now. Yeah. I know how to perceive it. Yeah. Like, oh, look at this sucks. This is really shitty. Cool. This is really great. This is the best feeling ever. Cool. Yeah. You know how to, is, to me, the, it gave me the tools to navigate. And I would hear, you know, grandmother ayahuasca in the back of my head when things were going on, like, hey, you learned this lesson. I showed you this. Yeah. I showed you how to, how to handle this. Don't, don't freak out and start punching holes in walls, which used to be my go-to. You know, yeah. it's not going to bring anything good. You no. know how to work through this now. No, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that, that third night for me, after, you know, I, I got to sit with the my owl spirit animal for the rest of the night and I got to go through all of these amazing business ideas mm. 
I got to, to see a lot of people in business that I should be working with, people that I shouldn't be working with, and ways that I can actually, you know, work with people better. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's one thing that ayahuasca does that uh, creatives out there listening should really try to connect with because it will not only give you a very creative outlook on what you should be working on, who you should be working with. It'll tell you who you shouldn't be working with, who you should watch mm-hmm. out for. It'll show you people like, oh, that person may not have the best intentions. Yeah. You know, but it, it'll it'll also give you these ideas that are just in, incredible because there's a there's a whole idea to creativity that I don't think a lot of people understand when they say, I'm just not a creative person. Mm. Well, creativity is not just painting a picture or writing a song. Creativity is a process for you to get to get to where you want to go. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. if, you, if you find creative ways to find that business partner, you find creative ways to get that girl you always wanted. You know, how can you creatively plan your life to get it to the place that you want? Well, that's when, you know, that old saying, like, you know, the the journey is the destination. But it gets fun when you have a goal in mind of where you want to see yourself. I think it's fun of how to get there. You get creative with, okay, this is where I want to be. This is, you know, whether that's in business and personal life, whatever, exercise. You have some goal the getting there gets the creative fun part then yeah. because it becomes a game. Yeah, it's a game. That's why I love business so much. Yeah. It's, it's a big game to me. Yeah. You know, that's why I can work 12 hours a, a, a day when I'm working on a new brand or I'm working on these new But it gives you life. Licenses. I love it, you know? I love it. It's it, it's the the end goal is yeah, there's 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 fi- financial in, incentive, but I love the process. I love yeah. I love creating. I love the people that I work with. I love my buyers. I love just figuring out the the, the ever changing fashion business and, and and apparel business. That it's just you know re- remaining formless. Yeah, you know, it's just it's it constantly is changing, and I have to constantly be changing like water. and adapting. Yeah, water is always going to find a way. Path of least resistance. Absolutely. You know, be like water is formless. Right. Find the holes. Yeah, that's the thing, and it, it, that's my always my my thing is, in when I'm in business and I'm thinking business minded, where's the holes? Who's not doing this? Who's not doing that right? Find those little holes and be the water. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. You know, and, and thinking back to you know you're talking you know, third night wrapping up ceremony. We're speaking of ayahuasca. For me, the the most important part of it was the integration, right? Because you have all these beautiful visions and insight, but a lot of it's very fast and very confusing at the time. Yeah. And what I love about ceremony is, in most, at least all of the ceremonies I've been to, is there's an integration and sharing circle yeah. the next day. Yeah. So everyone will get some rest, they'll come in and share their experience from that night. And hearing what everyone else was going through that night, like you were saying if you're hearing somebody just going through a really rough time, they're laughing hysterically, they're crying, they're purging, hearing what they were going through and what it meant to them after sleeping on it yeah. helps 
me and you know many others I know process your own experience that much better yeah. and then start figuring out how are you going to integrate this very un, out of body out of world experience that you just went through deep into your own subconscious and into the cosmos heavens whatever you want to call it and bring that into this reality that we live in your day to day how do you integrate that into your day to day cuz you know it going back to that it is a very unfamiliar place your first time you're doing it so you're a little you could be a little shaken up from it you know yeah. my nerves were a little shot i was very feeling very vulnerable at coming through it and um which is why after my second night of feeling like i didn't quite get enough out in my purge i went and did combo the next morning oh god i can't believe you did that <laughs> i had such a rough night that second night of everything you're just talking about with you know that noise bothering you that person laughing that our my second night someone came in well, you know when you see someone you're just gonna and you just go, I'm not gonna like this person. And I try to always have a positive outlook, but I could just tell the from this person's energy, I'm like, oh no, he's just like joining our circle last minute. And I that second night I was already in such a fragile space of getting cracked open the night before of yeah. this isn't something I'm used to. And I just dealt with all this vulnerable shit that is has me kind of shooken up and feeling very like a scared kid as I'm growing from it, and this person is throwing me some some weird vibes or something. And the whole night, the lesson I had to learn was dealing with him, sitting next to me, making noises that just made me want to jump across the room and strangle him until I just learned to accept it. And it was so interesting how it can go from the beginning of that night being in a place of just absolute bliss in heaven of going, oh, this is what heaven looks like. And for me, it looked very similar to how you could see a beautiful stage at a festival with all these lights. And it was this grand party and felt the energy of, you know, my ancestors that passed away in this lovely space and then starting to navigate into those rough lessons again with the tough grandmother and then to come back into a room where every little noise, the aspect of reality was almost too tough to bear. I was like, no, I want to go back here. It was so lovely. I don't want to deal with these things that are back in life that piss me off. You know, I think my girlfriend and I had a a fight on the way up because she took the wrong directions and I got annoyed and realized how many insignificant things in my life throw me into a complete pissed off mood. And that was the lesson. Hearing these little noises sent me into a complete personal hell. And I really believe heaven and hell exists within you while you're here. And yeah. I was in hell, but I created it for myself because I'd hear someone blowing their nose. I'd hear somebody going, whatever. Triggers. And it triggered the fuck out of me where I was losing my mind. And I did it to myself. And I had to come out of that going, okay, the next time my girlfriend pisses me off with some little comment, she said, do I, why is it getting to me so bad? Yeah. Why? I'm creating this hell for myself. Yeah. So needless to say, the, the, the purge didn't quite get all that out, so I needed to do combo, which I'd love to do an episode on combo soon as well. Cause that's We're going to. Beautiful... I want to have uh, Taylor on soon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That'd be amazing. Uh, yeah, I can't believe you did combo the next morning. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is this well, guy like doing? Like I said, this I showed up fr- to do work. <laughs> this is his first ceremony. And I remember the night before, or the, you know, we, we came out of the night, it was the morning, you went up for a third cup, and then you did combo in the morning, and then you gave yourself a hernia, silly. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> he, was, he was purging so hard was- from combo, he got a hernia. <laughs> You know what it was? My body showed the weak points in it and I needed to get it passed up. Now I'm like Superman in my yeah. in that area of me. I got steel <laughs> mesh. It was funny, interesting talking to the doctor. Like, how do you think I got it? I'm like, 
you know, you heard of like ayahuasca or peyote, you know, plant medicines. And it's like, yeah, I was like, well, you know, I, I, I tend to sit with, with those in ceremony. And I think I just, you know, purged a little too much. It's like, you, like throwing up. I was like, yeah, I think it's just a little, a little too hard. And he was like, oh. It's like, so when will this heal so I can do that again? <laughs> but, you know, that was, my mentality was I'm not here to have an easy time. I'm here to do the work because I'd rather have a rough couple of nights than 10 years of dealing with bullshit. Yeah, absolutely. Rather, I'm the kind of, let's get it out of the way now as quick as I can. And, and not that it, the process is supposed to be quick and you're supposed to rush it, but... Get as it, much as you can out. Can out of the experience. Yeah. I'm not dealing with my own personal bullshit for the next God knows how many years. Hey, you went into that thing like a warrior. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I was so proud of you. I was like, wow, I didn't think you'd go that deep. <laughs> I, I think we were, we, Barry was there. And I was, I remember telling Barry, like, wow, man. I can't, I can't believe Brandon went that hard. Wait, Barry did Cambo too, though. In the morning. Yeah, yeah, he did it with me. Yeah, we need to have Barry on. Yeah, he's a good guy. We need to have Barry on the podcast. Barry is a Reiki healer. He he's a he makes ceramics. Lives in Ventura. Little surfer guy. He's so rad. He's I a cool love guy. Him. Uncle Barry. Uncle Barry. Let's see. I think it was having you there though really helped with that kind of saying like older brother thing because I remember sitting there and you kind of nudge me and you're like, let's go for another cup. I'm like, okay. All right, like come on, let's do it. I'm like, all right, I came here to do work and come here to like. Because like, there's, there's those points where I'm going, oh, man, you, you go through a rough time, but you, you know that it's meant to be. You know, there's that times where I can't purge and it's you really want to. And it's because you still need to f- work through that process yep. of allowing it to come out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm actually ready for some Cambo soon. Yeah. Yeah. Good detox. I try yeah, to I need do it. it twice a year. I will say I did it right before I went to India and didn't get sick the whole time I was in India. Yeah, no, it's, it'd be good to do it right now before flu season hits and all that yeah. shit, you know? Yeah, I'm with you. I'll do it with you. No flu shots, just Cambo. I haven't gotten a flu shot since I was 19. Yeah. I, I, I used to I get the flu all the time. I don't fuck with that. When I got flu shots, but. Yeah, right? <laughs> another another <laughs> I, subject. Yeah, that's a whole other <laughs> podcast we don't need to get into. Um, but, uh, well, cool, man. This, yeah. is, this has been great. Thank you for being here. and Thank you for uh, doing this with me. I've been wanting to do this a long time. I've wanted to get this story out there for a long time yeah. because I feel like a lot of people can really benefit from this. And, and I hope that these stories resonate with people that are living with trauma. You know, we're going to be coming out of this uh, social distancing thing soon. You know, there will be ceremonies pop- popping up. We will be backing uh, the decriminalization of ethogenic plants, which is becoming bigger Mm. and bigger. It's already happening in Oakland. I believe it's happening in Colorado. And I believe it might be on the ballot for California. Yeah, in general, certain... Certain ones, I know. I think, think psilocybin is, or I guess that it was like no, psilocybin it's, peyote. It's it's mescaline. it's ethogenic. All plants. ethogenic. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's. Amazing. I mean, it's beautiful to see the work it's been doing. You know, I have other you know family members who've kicked addiction, deep, deep addiction issues through ayahuasca. Awesome. Because it's you know they had to get over the mental aspect of why was I addicted in the first place. This. The depression, the addiction, the just joy and rejuvenation of life I see it bring people. It's why you know, I, I personally have to be careful because I'm always out there like, everyone should do it. Granted, it's not for everyone. It, I thought it was important for us to share our experiences because we had, it changed my life. I know it changed your life. I see it changing other people's lives where this is an option. Yeah. This is a tool. There, there's also, too, a couple things that I'd like to just drop into this are so, for sober people. Um, people that are in the program, right? 
I've had a few friends that were that are in the program been sober for years, and they went and did ayahuasca, and they got great benefit from it. Mm. One of them is uh, he 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 follows Christ. He go, he's really into his his church. Ayahuasca brought him closer to Jesus. Same for me. Um, I have another friend who's been sober for ten years. Uh, guy had never done anything other he was hooked on heroin he did a two-day ceremony guys killing it doing great like his he's, he's got a kid now i think i think he's married he's living up in santa, santa cruz uh so <clears throat> i just i kind of want i would like to see more of the sober community kind of start to move towards this because it's not a party it's not you're not altering your your mind to get high you are, your mind gets altered in the in the process of transforming mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. to show you what is happening in your life and what can be and and I hope that the what I've just shared here today kind of shed a little bit of light on that like there's not one person in this world hanging out in their backyard drinking ayahuasca, smoking a joint, and taking shots of fucking bourbon. The last thing you're gonna want to do after drinking ayahuasca is <laughs> drink more ayahuasca for fun. Yeah, you no, know? No, no, it's no, not no. happening. People aren't doing that. With I don't them. even like thinking of it like a psychedelic because I think the way psychedelics perceived in in our country is. You know, LSD and like Jimi Hendrix and far out colors and seeing weird shit. It's so much deeper than that. Where I'm like, I don't even sometimes like associating it with psychedelics because psychedelics kind of gets this idea associated with it of like far out colors and this kind of like love and peace and cool trippy shit, man. And it, yeah, that's associated with it, but it's so much deeper. I I think a lot of people, uh, they connect psychedelics with, Deadheads, yeah, with yeah. a negative aspect, of ravers, it. yeah, you know, with you know, and that's that can be fun too, but it's not what we're talking about. And we're talking about using it as a medicine. So we're talking about plant medicine. It's not about let's take some mushrooms and go see some trippy shit. This is let's take some plant medicine, mushrooms, ayahuasca, and dive deep within our consciousness so we can be a better person and serve the world better. Sure, absolutely. All right, man. All well, right. thank you, thank, thank you. you very much, yeah. and uh, Appreciate you. yeah. Thank you, everyone out there, and uh, we'll be back. Bye.